of Faith That Obeys Podcast 003, Misquoting Scripture. You know, everyone agrees it's a serious thing to misuse God's Word. Here are a couple of scriptures from the Old Testament to give you a little perspective on how God views this issue. Jeremiah 14, 14. The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They're prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. And how about Deuteronomy 18.20? But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, must be put to death. Wow, I am glad we don't live under the Old Testament. Now, the same issue happens today, and I'm pretty sure God's not super happy about it. But the main way Scripture is misused today is through misquotes. I'm sure you've heard some of them. Here's one of my favorites. How about, money is the root of all evil? That's a misquote. The Bible actually says in 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. This one's not hard to see. Money itself is not the problem. The problem is greed or the love of money. Money in and of itself is just a tool. I think misusing or misquoting the Bible is pretty commonplace. Now, this can be excused when coming from an atheist or a non-believer. And frankly, if an atheist is using the Bible as his source of authority when arguing about religious matters, that ought to be excused. And misquoting the Bible can be understood if it's coming from a believer who's not really familiar with the scriptures. But misquoting the Bible should never come from some of our greatest and most trusted biblical scholars. Wouldn't you agree? Now, recently, in the course of my regular daily Bible study, I was absolutely stunned when I realized how pervasive, entrenched, and completely accepted one particular misquote has become. In fact, entire denominations have been built around this misquote. When I stopped to really think about it, I was left flabbergasted. How could a biblical error so obvious be so ignored and even accepted by some of our best biblical scholars? Let's get a bit of perspective on this and let me see if you're not as shocked as I was when this dawned on me. Now, follow me through on this. When a scripture is misquoted, by definition, that means the claim made by the misquote is not from God, right? A scriptural misquote twists the truth, and we should never tolerate or accept that. The biggest problem with this misquote that I'm about to introduce leads people astray. Now, compounding the problem is the fact that this particular misquote is vigorously protected and defended, sometimes with great emotion. This misquote has stood the test of time. It's preached and embraced by some of the greatest biblical teachers and preachers in history, and many prominent scholars claim it as an infallible doctrine of holy writ. But they're wrong. Okay, to have your attention, well, think about this carefully. Do you realize that every time we say we are saved by faith alone, that we're actually misquoting the Bible? Now, before you protest, hear me out. I can prove this. When we say we're saved by faith alone, 
we're actually misquoting James 2.24, where it reads, You see that a person is justified by what he does, and not by faith alone. James tells us just the opposite is true. We are not justified by faith alone. How do we know we're misquoting this particular passage of Scripture and not something else from the Bible? Well, because this is the only time in the entire Bible where the phrase faith alone occurs. So, when we say we are saved by faith alone, we're misquoting James 2.24. Now, please don't believe me. Do a careful search of your Bible for the phrase faith alone. It's not there. In fact, the phrase saved by faith is not even in the Bible. Is that crazy? For 500 years since the Reformation, we have fought for this cherished misquote with coyote-like passion and valor. But in reality, we've been fighting for something that isn't even in the Bible. Now, to take this just a little bit further, did you know that the concept of salvation by faith alone is not in the Bible? The Bible does say that we are justified by faith, but that justification by faith is still never alone. Let me explain. In an effort to fortify the faith alone concept, another popular phrase has been developed. It says, we are saved by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. This popular phrase supports the error, but it doesn't stand up to reason. Just use some logic. How can these things be alone if there are three of them? Wouldn't it be more honest and true and biblically sound if we just said, we're saved by grace through faith in Christ? Now we're not twisting the scriptures. A misquote, innocent or not, is a twisting of scripture. That's what a misquote is. And the claim that we are saved by faith alone is a huge one. It's become so pervasive in its acceptance and so entrenched in our religious societies, no one ever questions it. Nobody stands up and says, wait a minute, why are we saying this? It's not in the Bible. If the statement, we are saved by faith alone, is not in the Bible, where did it come from and why are we still using it? The only being who loves to misquote the Bible is Satan. And we don't want to be a tool of his now, do we? So let's stop saying we are saved by faith alone and just say what Paul said in Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. Now that's good Bible and will lead us to a faith that obeys. Join the argument at www.afaiththatobeys.org slash blog.